0: So I'm in this meeting with Troy Ogden. If you don't know him, you should meet him. He's totally worth meeting, superhuman being. He's been on the pod. He's a friend of the pod. He's a longtime listener, sometimes caller. And the meeting's are going great. I'm pretty excited because the meeting seems to have an almost unlimited supply of Reese cups. And uh, between you and I. That's what makes a meeting go amazing. And in the middle of this meeting, he says something that kind of blows my mind. I mean, seriously, like I took a note down. And here's what he said. I want you to think about it. Right now, where you are, sitting in your truck or in your desk or walking the dog or whatever it is you're doing, right now, you're at a point in the world where you're least likely to get a sprained ankle or a cut hand or a sore elbow at work. But you're just as likely to get killed as you ever have been. everybody, Todd Conklin, Pre-Accident Investigation Podcast. It is the podcast, and we have things to podcasticate. And it's near, at least in the United States, it's near the Thanksgiving holiday. So, you know, it's always good to be grateful and to think about all the things you have in your life, because there are many, and there are people in the world that are without all the things that you have, and that's always something to think about, too. So the opportunity to have gratitude is something that, we probably easily gloss over but should not easily gloss over we should constantly and ever present be aware of that we should think about it and think about how much gratitude we need to have because i think it's many and to think about the people who are in difficult places right now and how we can help that i mean these are really pretty significant things to think about. And and we probably shouldn't wait for once a year. That seems a little wasteful and dumb. But, you know, I've never shied away from dumb. I'm the leader of dumb. But I do think it's an important time to look around, to take a little stock check and see what you got, what's in front of you, how things are looking, and to think about all the things that could have gone wrong, but didn't all the things that could be bad, but aren't all the things that might be a giant hassle, but haven't been a giant hassle. It's kind of the classic platonic notion of uncertainty, all the things that could go wrong versus all the things that actually do go wrong, which I guess is also kind of the beginning part of thinking about gratitude, and that's a good thing to think about. I'm grateful for everything. I mean, I think about how grateful I am that you and I get to hang out on the podcast and that new people come in all the time and listen. That's always kind of fun. And old people get bored with it, and they kind of shy away a while, and then they come back. That's always, welcome back. It's good to have you back. It's just kind of fun to hang out with people and have this um, opportunity to build community. I'm not really sure what the podcast podcast accomplishes, but, but I'm also not really sure that that's the goal to accomplish stuff. I mean, there are other ways to accomplish stuff, probably easier ways, more effective ways. This is just an opportunity to talk about things. And I like the idea that a lot of the things we talk about are pretty powerful and sort of change the world. And that's weird because it's really happening. I mean, that's pretty crazy. But also, in the same vein, a lot of the stuff we talk about, you know, we're at a developmental path on this conversation. And so some of the stuff we've talked about, I'll bet you is no longer incredibly valid. But it felt really valid when we had the conversation. I mean, it felt like a very important thing to talk about. But as we get smarter and as the world progresses... And as we show more gratitude, right back to the initial introduction, thank you very much, we learn. And when we learn, we do things differently. That's the one cool part of learning, is it allows you to progress differently than you probably would have had you failed to learn. The enemy of learning is always knowing, and the worst place you can be, at least in my opinion, and I could be wrong on this, but I've thought about it a bunch, is to believe you already know the answer. Because if you already know the answer, you're you're sure not going to ask the question. I mean, <laughs> who's got time for that? And if you already know the answer, when you hear things that are contrary to the answer, then you'll respond, I guess, defensively. You You protect what you know. Because what you know is what's... Framing who you are. And so if things don't reinforce, I guess you have a couple choices. You can either reject it defensively, get angry, or you can get smarter and just say, wow, I should exercise some humility. I mean, Edgar Schein, the latter part of his life, of all the things he did with organizational culture and how organizations function, At the end of his life, he really came down to sort of one clear message. You need to be humble and ask lots of questions. Man, there's nothing more valuable than a scholar towards the end of his or her scholarly career. Because all the stuff they've talked about and written about and pondered on, all those things become very clear when your career starts to get a little gray around the edges, when the light that gets up every morning starts to dim a bit. And I love so much about what Shine said. So much of what he said all along the journey was powerful and helpful to us, people that do the work we do. But I love the fact that at the end of his life, it all kind of came around to this idea that our job is to show humility and curiosity. And those two things live together and travel together. They're companions. And when we have them both, what happens is we get to learn. And the secret weapon is, is you can never unlearn something. Once you learn it, you can't unlearn it. You can change it. You can learn more. You can mature. But it's all a part of that great journey as you head towards knowingness, which I think is somewhere in Nebraska, but I'm not certain on that 100%. I mean, I, I, I don't know. How are you? I hope everything's good. I hope as you get ready to go towards the end of this year and get ready for next year, the things are settling down and uh, you're looking back and thinking that was a pretty good year. It probably wasn't a good year. We're really in Uh, uh, kind of a blippy part statistically, because we have so many changes, so many new workers, so many workers moving on, retirement. There's so much going on that you're probably seeing an increase in stuff uh, across the board. But that's okay, because no one said that progress was stable. And if you believe progress is stable, you've gotten a really good lesson on that in the last three, four years to know that progress ebbs and flows. It moves forward and it moves backwards. And that one of the most powerful parts of this is realizing that if, you, uh, if your event numbers go up, if your blips get higher, it's really an opportunity to actually do more and different things, to listen more carefully to what's going on and to try things, to go out and actually look at the process and see what we can do To become smarter, better, faster. Because I think that smarter, better, faster becomes a big part of this discussion. That's a huge, huge part of what we think about and where we're going. That, my friends, is exciting. Things are good here. Got yet another bicycle put together. And I'm trying a whole different lock system. So instead of a cable and instead of a chain, I'm using these bars that fold out that do look like they would be really hard to cut with bolt cutters, like nearly impossible to cut with bolt cutters. We'll see. I mean, I'm pretty convinced a grinder can get through anything, but if they're using grinders, my bike is gone. That's all I can tell you. But I got that put, to get, put back together, riding it around. And now I'm just kind of enjoying um, autumn, the fall of the year, which is a great time. I mean, there's no question about it. It is a great time to hang out and enjoy and kind of see what's going on, see what's happening in the world. That makes a huge difference as well. That is pretty much, I mean, other than I'm getting to see a lot of people because I'm out there on the road a little more because it's kind of the season when lots of meetings and stuff are happening. So I guess that's good. Other than that, um, I I think things are pretty good. I mean, I feel like stuff's happening and that's important and makes a huge difference. It's probably time that we have a the podcast conversation. Cause I do think that would make a big difference. And I promise you kind of a big promise with Troy's comment earlier. So Troy is the safety guy. I bet he's like vice president. I should have looked this up, but he's, he's the safety guy for a company called Brassfield Gory, Brassfield and Gory B N G. There we go. And, um, That comment he made in the introduction to his little section of a meeting that I got to sit in on, that's a pretty powerful comment. I don't know where he got it. I didn't ask him that question, but I heard it from him. So, you know, duly noted, duly quoted. But I think about this a lot. And I guess this goes back to the original discussion we've had a bunch of times that what happens is is probably because of our incredible desire to manage uncertainty coupled with the incredible amount of press that the Heinrich safety triangle got really for the last hundred years, which has been a lot. We sort of have this belief that if you take care of the little baby things, the big things will automatically take care of themselves. And, you know, there's a really comforting, I mean, that's comforting. That's If I just get a handle on hand cuts and ankle sprains, then I'm running safety. Everything else, well, it'll take care of itself because we're taking care of the foundation, the bottom of the pyramid, and the way pyramids work, that's going to clearly impact and make more stable the top of the pyramid. And so it assumes this relationship between frequency of events and consequence of events. So if we have a lot of little events, then we're going to have a big event. Except that none of that's true. Or, or at least the, the science behind that, the data behind that, doesn't bear that out at all. In fact, it's, it's, it's not true. And what's crazy is that makes that pyramid thing, that makes it kind of dangerous because what it's doing is taking our attention, our focus and our resources, our time, energy, effort, and emotions away from actually managing the things that we ought to probably be spending the most time, energy, effort, and emotions managing. It's not that ankle sprains are good or we, we encourage them. We don't want them. We don't want anybody to get injured, I mean, because that's icky, but they're not predictive. And so every 45 minutes you spend on an ankle sprain, well, I would guess that would be 45 minutes better used on some other problem that actually had significant consequence and could kill people or seriously injure them or destroy the facility Or ruin production, or halt operations. There's lots of critical things that we could be spending our time on that are above and beyond the ankle sprains. But Troy's comment kind of made it have a point to me, like like a sharp focus. And that was, he's right. You you do live in a time, and you work in an organization where you're probably least likely to have a minor injury than ever before in the history of mankind. And that's a lot of history, okay? Just that's a ton of time. You're least likely to have a sprained ankle. Least likely. And yet, you're probably equally likely, as you've always been, to having a significant catastrophic failure that could include fatalities or incredible damages. And that actually kind of puts a fine point on the discussion we should be having with each other and the discussion we should be having with our regulators in whatever our respective countries are. Because the unusual need to track small events is actually taking us away from the ability to impact large events. I think we should say you're less likely to die at work now than ever before but you're probably equally likely to sprain your ankle. That I think I could live with a long time, but that's not what Troy said. That's not what, that's not the way the meeting started, not even close to the way the meeting started. And so now you're in this process where you're thinking, wow, man, talking about it that way caused me to think differently. And I guess the question I'd ask, because it's worth asking, is that the way we talk about this? Because we probably should be. Like, I kind of wish I could have some some take backs because I can think of some meetings this year that I went to that I would have loved to started with that very statement just to kind of see what it did to the room full of people. Like the week I spent with the OSHA people. That would have been a great way to kick off that class. Uh, That would have been a really, it's just a, it's it's a it's a, a very interesting way to illuminate a way to look at this problem differently, and I wonder how it would work with your senior leadership team or your board of directors. You know those kind of crowds. That challenge isn't insulting. In fact, it's. It's not even very cagey. It's, it's certainly not snarky, whatever snarky means. I just like saying snarky. I don't really know what it means. I think it means rude, but I don't know. But it's just, it's a very cool word to say, snarky. That comment isn't snarky. It's actually quite the opposite. That's why when Troy said it, it was so impactful. It's not snarky, it's thoughtful. And it's thoughtful in a way that causes you, as a listener, to think about the problem again. And man, if we can do that, holy cow, that's cooking with gas. I mean, that, that, that's, that's a huge switch. So here's what I think we ought to do. Let's take this idea. You've never been less likely to get a minor injury, and you're now equally likely to die. And let's have this discussion with our organizations and when we do that call me or send me a text or leave me a voicemail i could use the voicemail on the podcast and tell me exactly or or an email would be great sorry I, i forgot that but tell me exactly what happened when you did that did it have the impact that i think it probably will have Because it was certainly impactful to me. I mean, it it sort of made a huge difference to me. This was a big stinking deal. And it made me think differently about this problem. And that, well, that's good. Because if I'm thinking differently, then that means I'm more open, more humble, more curious, and more willing to actually go into dialogue around this very idea, to talk about it. And if I'm talking about it, well, you know, that's how change happens. Change happens one conversation at a time, one person at a time. It always does. You don't change your whole organization. You slowly but surely change individual people, and soon they mass together, and eventually they become a big part of the overall new Group thinking. You build that mass and then that mass eventually takes over. That's how change always happens. That's always been our secret. I mean, I'm not, I'm probably not supposed to say that out loud. So you should erase this podcast as soon as you listen to it and burn it. Cause I probably blew it right there and gave away the secret, but that is an important thing for us to think about. And that is what Troy said. You've never been in a position in the history of mankind where you're less likely to have a sprained ankle while simultaneously equally likely to die. That's remarkable. Thank you, Troy. Thanks for making me think a little. Uh, I mean, it was... Definitely worth thinking about it and, and worth talking to you guys about I, This is a little tiny short podcast, but uh, I'm pretty excited about this podcast because that's really an interesting thing to think about. I mean, th- that makes a huge difference. That's That's a big stinking deal, you guys. A big deal. A big, big deal. And we love big deals. So until then, my friends, learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. Be kind to each other, be good to each other, and for goodness sakes, you guys, be safe.